Come on, y'all happy? Excited to be in church today? Made a good decision, good choice. I'm going to ask you to get as loud and rowdy as you can one more time. If it's your first time here, and I know many of you are here to watch family uh, take their next steps in water baptism, or if you're watching online today, my name is Michael. I'm the lead pastor, and on behalf of all of our staff and leadership, we are thrilled to get to spend some time worshiping with you today. Would you all help me welcome first-time guests and everybody who's joining online? We're so glad you're here. And uh, I have to talk really fast because a whole bunch of you signed up to get baptized today. And, uh, and so we're, we're excited to get into that piece of it. We are baptizing more kids today than I've ever seen in the, in the life of our church. Coming into the morning, we had 17 children who said, I want to go public in my faith and take my next steps in water baptism. And so one of them in the first service, my little buddy Michael, he and my son are, are, are good buddies. And it's just so great to to see God moving in the lives of, of kids. If you don't know much about our church, or especially the way we think about kids ministry in the next generation, uh, we don't do babysitting on Sunday morning, and we've, the, the words child care are a curse word here. We don't do that. We invest Jesus into the next generation. That's what we do. And uh, we're making disciples, and so to see that happen is just uh, such a thrill uh, to me and to, to Amanda and to the rest of the team. Uh, before I get into the message, I do have one like little housekeeping thing that I've got to take care of. Last weekend, we asked you to give us some feedback based on uh, some things that we were just kind of sensing in the life of our church and keeping the team healthy. And um, it's actually, usually when I ask you guys to fill out something on a connection card, you largely ignore me. Uh, but, but, but last weekend, you didn't. You all participated. And I want to thank you for that because it really helped us know that we were on the right track. And we asked you about our service times. Should we make a, an adjustment to our service times? And overwhelmingly, you guys responded. In fact, four of you out of our entire church said, leave it alone. Keep it the way it is. Everyone else said, uh, no, 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 go ahead, make, make, make the move, make the change. And so uh, on your seats today when you came in are a couple little cards that you can use to invite friends and family to our At The Movies series, which begins on November 19th, and that is also the day that we will shift to brand new service time. So just 30 minutes later, 8.30, we'll move to 9, and 10 o'clock, we'll move to 10.30, all right? So everybody say 9. Everybody say 10.30. All right, so it was overwhelming that that, was, uh, uh, that you guys were in agreement. That was the right healthy move for our church, except for four of you. And I want the four of you to know we love you, but you lost. All right, so uh, it wasn't even close. And, um, and so we will make that switch on November 19th, 9 o'clock and 10.30, and, uh, and we kick off our At The Movies series that weekend, which you've never, if you've never been a part of, is so much fun. And we do popcorn and soda and we use Hollywood movies to, to pull out some redemptive qualities and teach the Bible in a fun and creative way, and, um, and the whole church just smells good that morning, and, and, and 9 o'clock's a better time to eat popcorn than 8.30 anyway, amen? So uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun. All right, so I'm going to move really fast. I just want to talk a little bit about what's about to happen this morning um, as we watch people take the next step in their spiritual journey and participate in this thing called water, water baptism, and I was thinking this week about how do I approach this? How do I talk about this? There's, uh, there's only so many different ways that you can get creative with, with a certain topic. And I uh, was praying about it, and, and I just felt myself coming back to this, um, what, what is called in journalism or investigative work, 
as the five W's. Anybody heard of the five W's? Anybody know what that is? All right, so a hand, handful of you are. As soon as I start putting them on the screen, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I knew that. All right, so the, the five W's are who... Why? Yeah, okay. So, um, and if you're new here, like we are Talk Back Church, so the more you talk back, the faster I go. Come on, say these with me. Say who, what, when, where, why. These have been around actually for centuries, and um, it, it kind of became prominent in, in Roman and Greek cultures, this idea of using these questions to, to figure some things out, especially in, in journalism or in investigative work or prosecuting a case and figuring out what happened. In fact, there was an ancient uh, Roman philosopher, Greek philosopher, who, uh, uh, several of them actually, who started labeling these five words, these five W's, these five questions, as what they called the elements of circumstance. The elements of circumstance. And, and you know what elements are. You all remember the science class in middle school, high school. Uh, we, we even have the periodic table of elements. And, and why, is that, why does that matter? Because we know that those elements create compounds that, that almost everything we interact with is created out of. And, and similarly, the circumstances we find ourselves in in life are, are never as accidental as we think they are. There are always elements that create the compound that is the circumstance you find yourself in today. Can I, can I tell you that even the things that feel spontaneous or like you didn't plan them there are still elements that created that circumstance in your life. And the cool thing is, is even when you're not aware of what the elements might be, God is always aware. He's always working behind the scenes in the background to try to lead us to the place. He's trying to put the right ingredients into the mix to get us to the right place to know that we need Jesus as Lord and Savior and to take our next steps in following him. Amen? So um, I thought, let's talk about baptism through the context of these questions, the who, the what, the when, the where, and the why. And I'll get the easy ones out of the way first, all right? So when, when will we participate in water baptism? This is really deep. You guys ready? We're gonna do that today. <laughs> just in case you didn't know. <laughs> in just a few minutes, this is, this is gonna happen. All right, so we know the when, that today we are, we're creating this opportunity for people to take a next step in their walk with Jesus. And I just want to, you're going to hear me say this multiple times throughout the day, that even if you came today not prepared and not planning to participate in water baptism, if at any moment during the message today you sense, I got to do that, I got to take that step, that's what's next for me as I become a follower of Jesus, I want you to know like we are ready for you. You can make that decision instantly today. The elements of your circumstance may have brought you to the place where today in this moment the Holy Spirit says, yeah, right now, it's time. And uh, in fact, we saw that happen already in our first service. We saw people go, okay, I, I, gotta, I gotta make this decision. I need to do this, all right? So we know the when, it's today. Uh, the, the next question is the where. And it's, um, it's roughly. <laughs> Every once in a while, Something in my brain sounds funny, and it actually works. All right, so uh, in the late 1800s, a Baptist theologian and a professor by the name of Cleaver Wilkinson added his two cents to the five W's, modified it, tweaked it a little bit, and turned it into a system of Bible study. 
And his version of, of, of this was, when I read the Bible, when I study the Bible, there's really these three questions. The, there's the what. What am I reading? What is it saying? The why. why. Why does it matter? Why is it important? And then the third question he would ask is, what of it? Like, what should I do with it? How, how does it, in fact, he was one of the very first, I think, to, to start thinking about things in the terms of what we would call today as life application. Like, this, I don't, how do I take this information that I gain from Scripture and then figure out what it means in my life and what I do with it? And so we've got those easy ones out of the way. We, we, we know the when and we know the where. So let's, let's lean in for just a couple of minutes and answer the question, what is it? Like, what is water baptism? Is it just a big, exciting church service where we all go crazy on one weekend and invite all our family? And, and like, what is it? Why does it matter? I, I want to, real quick, just kind of address one, one thing here, at least in, the, in terms of the theology of our church and what we believe as a church. There are, depending on your background and where you grew up or if you grew up going to church at all, you might have a lot of different ideas about water baptism. You know, in some traditions, maybe even as a child, somebody sprinkled water on you, and, uh, and, and, and that was considered baptism. So our deal at True Life, and we're not trying to disrespect or throw shade at any other tradition, but our deal is like, if you're going to believe it, you should be able to prove it in the Bible. And, and what we see in Scripture is what we call full immersion baptism. That's why there's this big tank up here in front of me, um, there ain't going to be no sprinkling. You're going under. You know what I'm saying? And depending on your church behavior, that determines how quick you come up. I'm kidding. I'm just joking. It's not somebody like, never mind, can't get in the phone out canceling. Dereg, how do I get out of this? I'm kidding. It's not, it's not like that. Uh, so we believe because even Jesus himself was fully immersed and we are following in the example of Jesus Christ. Another, another common thing that you might, there are entire denominations actually built around the idea that you don't get to go to heaven, you don't get to spend eternity with Jesus unless you've been water baptized. And um, we, don't, we don't see that in scripture. There are actually three different kinds of baptism in scripture, and I don't have time to go through all the doctrine of it today, but uh, when you see baptism referenced connected to salvation, um, it's, it's, the Greek word is usually slightly different, and, and it's actually a reference to being baptized into the family of God. So the Holy Spirit draws you, and it's not, it's not the water baptism. So the water baptism is something that comes next, which is kind of like this public moment where I say to the whole world, like, hey, Jesus is in control of my life. He, he is Lord of my life. And so if you've made Jesus Lord of your life, th this is not about making God love you more or like you more or securing your spot in heaven, Jesus did all the work to get you into heaven when he gave his life for you on the cross. Can I hear an amen, somebody? All right? This is about a demonstration. And so uh, I'm, I'm gonna give you just a little bit of doctrine if I can this morning, a little bit of theology. So w at our church, we believe water baptism is actually a holy sacrament. There, there's a handful of them in our church. We, we believe baptism is a holy sacrament. Communion that we take together on first Wednesdays, unless the pastor forgets like last time. My bad. Um, and, and, uh, and we believe that the covenant of marriage is a holy sacrament. So what, what is that? What is a holy sacrament? Is it just like a big churchy, heady word? Um, I'm going to tell you exactly what it says in our statement of faith, the way we, we say that we believe it. A holy sacrament is like, 
These are the, the pillars. After you come into relationship with Jesus, these are kind of the foundational uh, steps in your spiritual journey that, that launch you into everything that God has for you. It, they're kind of like key moments. In, like, like this morning, hopefully you had some key moments in your preparation to come out into public, like, like brushing your teeth. How many know the day's gonna go better? If you wake up tomorrow, you forget to brush your teeth, you go to work, you have bad breath, you offend a coworker, they report you to HR, you get fired. Like, how many know a keystone moment can change everything, all right? So, holy sacraments are kind of these keystone moments that the rest of our spiritual journey is built on. That's what a, that's what a sacrament really is. And they are, they're the ones that are like commandments. They're like, you gotta do this. This is really important to your spiritual development. The way we say it in our statement of faith is that as someone is following their, the learning to follow the Lord Jesus, they put their, their, their faith in Jesus as a new believer, a new convert, it is commanded by the word of God to be baptized in water in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So let me prove it to you in scripture, Matthew 28, 19, where Jesus is giving what we commonly refer to as the Great Commission. He says, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations. Everybody say the next two words. Baptizing them, yep, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There are some doctrines based on other scriptures in the New Testament where people think, no, you have to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. And so just to cover all our bases, we do both. <laughs> so, so you're going to worry about that today, all right? When we baptize you, we'll say we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. And we, we'll just do that. We just, let's just cover all the doctrinal bases so that we were, we're good to go. That's, that's what will happen today. Um, when you get in the tank. So uh, wh wh why does the Holy Sacrament, why do sacraments matter? Well, this one specifically is, is symbolic of our identification with Jesus. Paul says in Romans 6, 4, that we died and were buried with Christ by what? And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. So at one point in my life, I was dead spiritually. And I was Lord of my own life. And I was making all of my own choices and all of my own decisions, which, by the way, wasn't turning out too well. And if you're living that way too, I, I just want to tell you, it may be all right for a season, but you're, it's coming. The moment's coming where you realize, I'm not so good at being Lord of my own life. I might need to surrender my life. And what happens is when we give our lives to Jesus, water baptism is, is symbolic of me recognizing like, Oh, there's an old version of me that when I come into relationship with Jesus, that old version of me, and we go under the water, that old version of me has died, and we come up out of the water, it's symbolic of, now there's a new me, there's a new life that in Christ that is happening. I am being renewed and drawn into my relationship with my Lord and Savior. Come on, is anybody else getting fired up about that? So, it's, so baptism is it's an identification with Jesus, which by the way, aren't you glad that you don't have to identify with him the way that he did it? Like he took the whip and the crown and the nails and purchased our redemption, purchased our freedom, purchased our salvation, lived a life you and I could never live, died a death you and I could never die. And all we do is say, you know what, I identify with that, that I'm willing to let the old me go. Come on everybody and let the new me come to life in Jesus, amen? All right, so it's, a, it's, it's me identifying. It's also a public demonstration of obedience. 
It actually takes a measure of humility to do this. Because you are saying to the whole world, I'm not in charge anymore. Jesus is in charge. I don't belong to me anymore. I belong to Jesus. He is the king and the Lord of my life. And I just thought, what a great place for this passage that we've been looking at over the last four weeks in our Beyond Blessed series where Jesus himself said, even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and do what? Put into practice. That's what water baptism is. It's me taking this, and some, I know some people say like, well, my faith is very private. And I understand, I understand the thinking that gets us there. With respect, it's just not good theology. Like our faith is supposed to impact the world around us and water baptism is the moment where we say to our friends, our family, our church family, the, the whole world, anybody who's, who's giving witness, that I have been made new, that my life now belongs to Jesus, that he is Lord of my life, and I have enough humility to get up here in front of this crowd as nerve-wracking as that may be. And I just wanna help you out if you're feeling nervous about this today. I grew up in church. Stood on a platform with a microphone in my hand and sang in front of my church for the first time at three years old. My whole family was musical and did that sort of thing. Had the pastor come stand next to me and say, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I'd say, I want to be a preacher. Like, that was the, that was the dream in my heart, even as a little boy. And, um, but even with all of that, I was scared to death to get baptized. I was so nervous. I didn't do it until I was 16 years old. And, and, and growing up in church. So I know some of you are nervous today, and I just want to tell you, like, that's totally normal. You're okay. You're, there's nothing wrong with you. So just look at the person next to you and just tell them, there's nothing wrong with you. You're all right. Some of you had to lie to your spouse just now. Because you're like, actually, I have a list of things that's wrong with you, but it's okay to be nervous. It's all right to be nervous. <laughs> Put the word of God into practice. So let's, let's move on. That's the what. Uh, why, why does it matter? What's the why? And here's the big one, is it brings honor and glory to God. It demonstrates to the world that he is working in me. It brings honor and glory to God. We're, we're going to cheer for people. We're going to be excited for people as they take their next steps. But really the thing that we're celebrating is the witness of God's redemptive work in their lives. Like that's the thing that we're, yeah, you want to practice? Come on. Let's just, let's just celebrate the redemptive work of Jesus in our lives. When I get baptized, this is what I love. When I, when I get water baptized, what it does is it says to the whole world, hey, God's cleaning me up from the inside out. Like, I'm not gonna come up out of the water perfect, but I'm getting cleaned up from the inside. And can I just tell you that that process will never stop. Every once in a while, the Holy Spirit finds a whole new mess in my heart that I'm like, what, what is that? Where did that come from? Anybody else? But this is the moment where we say to the whole world, I'm, he's, he's working on me. He's cleaning me up. Which leaves us, of course, with the, the last question, and that's the who. who. Who should participate in this today? And the answer is really simple. Everyone. Say everyone. Everyone who confesses Jesus is Lord of your life. Everyone. It's just, it's just an important step. 
And when you take steps like this, you will feel your faith solidify and grow. It becomes more real. You become more sure-footed. And I don't know about you, but I think in the world we live in today, we need more believers who are firm, who are sure-footed, who know who our life belongs to and who we're living for. Come on. So everyone. And one of the questions we'll get asked sometimes is like, okay, pastor, so somebody sprinkled water on me when I was a kid or I was eight years old and, and I just, my parents were, they just wanted me to get baptized, so I did it, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Or there was a season of my life where I was really trying to live for Jesus and I just got, I just got away. I just got off track. And I'm trying to get back and I, I want it to be real in my life again. Can I get baptized more than once? And, and so our deal here at True Life is, man, as often as you want to identify with Jesus in death, burial, and resurrection, and as often as you want to publicly say to the world, my life belongs to him, and I'm being cleaned up from the inside out, you just go right on ahead. You, do it, you can get baptized every time we have it if you want to. My, the only caveat would be if you're doing it for your own attention. If you want everybody to see how spiritual you are, that would be the wrong reason. But if you find yourself at a place in your spiritual journey where you're going, I just want to reaffirm the redemptive work of Jesus in my life in a, in a public way, which adds some accountability, doesn't it? Like, you, you're not going to get baptized and then drop an F-bomb in the parking lot. Like, you're just not going to do that. I mean, you might, but... Traffic can be a little bit of a thing, I know. So that's the who. And of course, the, the prerequisite to that is, is Jesus Lord of your life? Like, before you get in there, you should invite him in here. So would you stand to your feet all across the room? And I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes. And if you're watching online, this is a question for you as well. I just wanna ask every person in the room, nobody looking around right now if you don't mind. If you're here today and you would say, I have, I have not surrendered my life to Jesus. He is not the Lord of my life. But I know, I know he is drawing me to him. I need to repent. And I need to step into relationship with Jesus and surrender to him as Lord. If, that, if that's you this morning, I'm not gonna do anything to embarrass you, but I wanna know if you're in the room. And if you're watching online, I can't see you, but God sees you. Just real quick, would you say, hey, I need to give my life to Jesus today. Would you just raise your hand? Just wave it at me this morning real quick. Anybody? I see it. I see it. I see it. Good job. Anybody else? I need to give my life to Jesus today. Surrender to him as Lord. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just going to wait a second. Anybody else? Like, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Okay, proud of you. Good job. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Church family, I want to invite you to do something. We don't always do it this way, but for those of you who raised your hand, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want you to repeat after me. You can make it your own. 
the words are not the most important thing. The sincerity of your heart is the most important thing. But I want to invite our church family just to say these words with me. And this is our way of just welcoming people into the family of God, okay? We don't all have to get saved all over again. That's not what this is. But we're going to say it together as a way of welcoming people into the family of God. So would you, church, would you just repeat after me? Just say, dear Jesus, today, right now, I surrender to you. I recognize I could never be the perfect person I would need to be. But Jesus, you were him. And I recognize you gave your life to pay for my sin, to make it possible for me to be in relationship with you. So today I surrender. I confess Jesus, your Lord of my life. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the dead. And I believe one day I'll spend eternity with you. Thank you for saving me. From this day on, my life is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's celebrate, church, as heaven gets a little bit bigger this morning. It's so awesome. So cool.